Welcome back to the Black and Raw podcast. I'm your host, Tino Kada Tondarai Vundal Baya. I'm not going to repeat that. You guys should already know this by now. Uh, this is the podcast that is creating the dialogue and the space for black men to be their most authentic selves. My guest today is Aaron Wallace. And we're going to be discussing about why he started his company, um, the the solutions he wanted to create for black men, for their hair, for their skin, for their beard, because we all know a strong beard game is important. (laughs) Um, But we also talk about his growth mindset um, and we just get into some other stuff in the conversation. Um, and it's a really good conversation so I really hope you guys enjoy it and I really hope it adds value to you this is um, episode 3 it's the third episode so you know it's just the third episode I just wanted to say that (laughs) but um, I just want you guys to do one thing for me Um, if you just take a take a pause just pause breathe wherever you are you can close your eyes or not if you want to but um, just ask yourself how you're doing how you're feeling I'll leave you with that for just a second alright so I hope you're good hope things are going well for you in your life if not um, I'm sending you some positive vibes through the microphone wherever you're listening to this I'm sending you through the microphone to your ears I mean it's always going to your ears either way actually even if it's in your headphones or even if it's in your speaker okay alright that's fine I'm just sending you positive vibrations Um, so yeah you guys probably want to listen to this conversation right now so um, here is a conversation with Aaron Wallace alright Aaron thank you uh, for coming today welcome to the Black and Rural podcast Thank you for having me. Um, so, Aaron, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to introduce this, but Aaron, you've got a, um, you've got a company, you've got a product that is for black men, um, for their hair, for their beards, because um, everyone wants a strong beard game. <laughs> um, but I wanted to just ask you, just kind of introduce, like for you to just introduce yourself and kind of like your background and like kind of like your history and stuff. Um, yeah, so I mean, uh, my name is Aaron Wallace. Um, I'm the founder at By Aaron Wallace Grooming, and um, essentially, we are we are focused on creating solutions for black men when it comes to anything to do with their hair, their skin, their beards, any any of their grooming related issues. Our mission is to create solutions for all for each of those uh, problems that we face in that area. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's the company. As for me, myself, I'm born and raised in South East London. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I grew up all different parts of the South, like, so I, I grew up, like, from from Bromley to Peckham. I was, <laughs> I was, I was yeah. around. So, so I, 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 I've, I've interacted with people from all different types of backgrounds growing up. Mm. Um yeah, and then uh, before before we started the grooming product range, I was actually working as a barber. So I had a barber shop in um, Croydon. In oh, East that's Croydon. cool. So, 
Yeah, and I mean, so I've been I've been all around the place, south yeah. of the, anywhere south of the river I've, I've been around. So, <laughs> and um, again, from from um, being a barber, you meet again, you meet people from different different um, backgrounds and yeah. a range of different backgrounds. So yeah, that's that's kind of my background on on how I got to where I am now. So. Um, as you said, you were a barber and you had your own barber shop. Um, so what kind of so why did you kind of leave that to kind of set up um, your business? Like, because I imagine like your barber shop was probably going quite well and yeah. like so, you probably enjoyed it. Yeah, it was kind of um, it was kind of an evolution, so to speak. So, I mean, when I when I opened the barber shop, I always wanted to have like a premium feel to the barber shop. I always wanted to kind of go like that extra mile in terms mm. of customer service and stuff. And I just found that just from speaking with, obviously my clientele was primarily black. So just speaking with black men, like day in, day out, they often like you're, as their barber, you're also like their hair doctor. So yeah. whenever they have, whenever <laughs> they have any issues, that's like, oh, I'm trying to get my beard to grow or my hair's receding or my hair's this or my hair's that, they'll always come to their barber first and ask mm. those questions to their barber. And it was just through like having these conversations that I've written and obviously through cutting their hair as well. You've got a top down view. You're seeing their scalp yeah, and, the, and the health of the scalp and the health of the hair in the scalp. And I found that a lot of men were actually suffering from very similar issues as well. So just through having these conversations, um, I, I realized that a lot of men were suffering, were, were, were suffering with dryness in their yeah. hair and dryness, which, was is what was primarily leading to a lot of the other issues. So it's dryness, which was leading to the patchy beard, dryness that was leading to the early receding hair, as well as a few other things. Um, so I, I discovered that there was uh, an issue there. Mm. And then just through having conversations with these guys, it often led to the point where it's like, okay, so now I know what the issue is. What do I need to do? What should I be putting in my hair? And where do I find these products? And that's where it would get difficult because it would always be like, I'm almost sending them on a treasure hunt. <laughs> the first part of the treasure hunt is to find a store that actually sells products for black people. Yeah, true. And then once you've found a store, the next, second part of the treasure hunt is to find the men's section within that and actually find something that's for, for men. And then you'd, also, you'd often find like one shelf right 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 at the back and they'll have yeah. like dax and that's it there was not there wasn't any like solutions mm. that i could find that were like natural premium quality great solutions and were made for with black men in mind our needs in mind our grooming needs in mind and our hair and skin type in mind so that's what led me to say okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go all in on 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 finding the solution yeah. and creating the solution and then getting that product out. So it was, it was more, like I said, it was an evolution from the barbershop and it was also, it was very difficult to do all of that whilst I'm cutting for six hours a day. Yeah, so, yeah I can imagine so. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, after you've been on your feet cutting for like six, seven hours, it's by the time you finish, you, your body's finished, like yeah. you're, you're tired. So I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to put all of my time and energy into the grooming range because mm. I can see that these issues are issues that I'm facing. They're issues that my customers are facing. And I'm sure that there are 
black men in Germany, black men in France, black men all, all over who are facing the exact same issue. So I thought, I said, you know, I'm going to put all of my time and energy into this venture. Yeah. And how did um, and how did that sort of jump feel? Like what were sort of your your feelings when you were doing that? Ah, that's a good question. It was <laughs> it was daunting. Mm. It was daunting. Um Oh, that's a good question because it's it's like it was very daunting and there was a huge learning curve and there's a lot to learn because um but I mean at the time I had already been I mean getting a barbershop set up and built and building a clientele and doing all of the stuff to get the barbershop running. Yeah. I was used to kind of just facing challenges and like just dealing with challenges because it's like every day was another challenge. Yeah, something new would happen. Yeah, so at this point, it's like I went into it and I thought, you know what, I I know that this is going to be a huge task, but I always just had the end goal in mind of what I, I, I always had the vision in mind of what this can be yeah and so I kind of just focused on that and said you know whatever I need to do to get to that point I'm just going to buckle down and whatever I need to learn I'm going to learn I've always I've always felt that I you know you have um there's two different types of mindsets yeah the fixed mindset and the growth Growth. mindset yeah so I've always adopted the growth mindset which says you know all humans can learn anything so it's Mm. like if you decide that you want to really learn about uh biology and you want to really become a dentist or a doctor you might not know anything about it right now but if you dedicate yourself to it and you go to uni or or you learn online and you study it you you can learn how to become a doctor Mm. so that's the kind of mindset I always had in that okay there's a a lot that I don't know here. A lot that I need to learn. <laughs> yeah. But it can be it can be learned. And if I'm if I'm hungry enough to look to dedicate my time and energy and actually sit down and learn it, mm. like I, I feel that I can learn anything if I give myself enough time. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was it was very daunting, but that's kind of the mindset that I had to kind of overcome that. You just kind of leaned into the sort of the fear and just like I'll just yeah. I'll just do it like yeah and, and yeah. that's and that's not to say that you don't feel the fear yeah you no <laughs> you feel all you feel all the fear you feel all the anxiety you feel everything but like I said if you have that end goal it's like okay mm. this is this is the path this is yeah. this is the road like I've just got a I don't have this I can't go back <laughs> so, yeah you, you you might as well just do it and then yeah like if you fail you fail but if you don't then yeah you, like you're doing it yeah yeah exactly exactly so yeah no I mean that's that that's so good to hear and obviously like um you guys have started to have like partnerships with like ASOS and yeah. you've got I think I because I because I'm signed up to one of your uh, your weekly emails or mm-hmm. one of those newsletters and that you guys have got partnerships in the US now and stuff like that yeah. so yeah. you guys are really growing yeah. and reaching like a huge market out there yeah so I mean at the moment we um we've recently launched with ASOS um we are we recently launched with Saks Fifth Avenue in the mm. US which is a really large retailer um 
We are in talks, we, we've launched with Liberty in London as well. Yeah. And we're currently in talks with another large retailer that are EU-based. So EU, we should be okay. announcing that very soon as well. Oh, interesting. You know what? I would love to, a question just popped into mind saying, oh, I really want to find out how like Brexit and EU and all of that. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> listen, <laughs> it's been a lot. It's been a lot. It's been a, it's been a lot. So yeah. I've been, I've been literally for the last month, two months, um, trying to get stock out there to, um, to Germany. We've been trying to get stock out to Germany and it's been, it's been it's crazy. Like it's been crazy. Like the new like Brexit requirements. It's like everyone's kind of figuring it out. No one really hundred percent knows in and out what to do. Yeah, kind of working it out. There's all these new um, steps that you have to go through. And for example, like our stock had to go to the Netherlands first before wow. it could go to Germany because it has to. It has to. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. That's but, a whole other podcast. That is. Yeah, yeah, but I think that. Well, I hope that things will, people will get a grasp of it, and it will start mm. to become more streamlined. Because I think how it is right now is not sustainable. So yeah. people have to kind of like figure out more streamlined ways to more efficient ways to do things to deal with it. So, yeah. But yeah, at the minute it's a it's a, it's a it's another learning curve. <laughs> yeah. Um so as you were saying that before in terms of like learning curves and that you had to you had to learn a lot of new things. Um like obviously, so you've got like you guys have got your products, you've got the conditioner, the shampoo, and then you kind of got the leave-in. Is it leave is it kind of leave-in conditioner basically? Um it's a hair moisturizer. Hair moisturizer, yeah, that's yeah. the word. And then you've got the beard oil. Yeah. Um, all of them are really good. I've used all of them. Um, but like, so how did you sort of find like how did you find the ingredients? Like, how did you learn about the ingredients that are needed in terms of like for like black hair and to keep it like like the nutrients and stuff like that? Yes, I mean, so when we, so when I went about it, um, the question that we asked ourselves was what, okay, we're trying, we want black men to have healthier hair and beards. Mm. So what do you need to create healthy Afro hair? What creates healthy Afro hair? That's the question that we, like, that's what we put at the top. And so all of the research that we've done, we're like, okay, the, the largest issue that, um, afro hair faces is that it's very prone to dryness because yeah. it's so because it's so coily um it's difficult for your body's natural oils to reach the end of the strand of the hair and that mm. causes it that causes the dryness which causes and then the coiliness um, the hairs interlock with each other so that's what causes the breakage oh, and okay that's what and that's what can um just even through daily grooming if the hair is not you know properly softened you can be pulling out hairs from the follicles causing damage and it's just it just causes a host of other issues so we're like okay so we want to look at ways to get to one strengthen the hair yeah hydrate the hair and hydrate the scalp and strengthen the scalp so what are the what what are what does it take to really create healthy afro hair one hydration Mm. that's the key and that's 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 the key thing that we focused on yeah when we're developing the range all of it is is tailored around putting hydration into the hair and maintaining hydration into the hair as well as nourishing the scalp yeah 
for example, our shampoo, we went with a sulfate-free shampoo because sulfates, even though sulfates help to create more lava, they mm. actually strip the hair from of a lot of its natural oils. So oh, okay, that's they're, interesting. They're, they're essentially uh, they're a very they're a detergent, but it sometimes it can work too well to the point where it's stripping your hair of the of everything. Oh, okay. We use the, so we use the so we said we're not using any sulfates, any parabens, and we want to go with a natural shampoo so that it's cleansing the hair without stripping the hair. Mm. So that's the first thing to to help maintain that hydration, and then. Um, Again, with the, with the conditioner, we say the conditioner does what it says on the tin. The conditioner condi- puts your hair in a healthier condition. Yeah. So if you was to look at your a strand of hair under a microscope, um, you might see a strand of hair and you might see like the little bits of it that are fraying. Like yeah. I always compare it to like a rope. Like if you look at, um, you know, like those big coiled sea ropes. Yeah, yeah. If you was to drag that along the floor, you'd see the outer layers of it start to stray and start mm. to come apart from the main rope what a conditioner does is smooth it all back down and like so those outer layers are smoothed back down okay. and then again what that does is help to keep the moisture in because it, you've got a smooth surface mm, yeah so again it's about it's about keeping moisture in improving the condition of the hair and then the third part is the moisturizer again because because we because we're trying to address the issue of hydration Mm. moisturizer is like it's, it's a water-based product again and it just puts the moisture directly into the into the hair whether the hair is dry whether you've just um, shampooed it or not you put the moisturizer in and it just acts to soften the hair yeah um, and then the beard oil is the final step so what we find is that a lot of men when they're looking for uh grooming products or they want to improve their hair and their beard the first thing that they always go to is beard oil so I get so many guys that's coming that come to us and they're like, oh, I need beard oil. Everyone wants a strong beard game. That's it. <laughs> yeah. But what, what we say to men is that beard oil is great and you do need a beard oil, but yeah. beard oil is actually the final step of a process mm. because there's no point using beard oil on the beard if the hair itself is dry, if the hair itself is not conditioned well, it's not looking healthy. You're just going to have a shiny beard. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you're you have a, 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 a more holistic approach mm. and that you're focusing on healthy hair. And then, so you use the shampoo, the conditioner, the moisturizer, which are all water-based. Then you use your beard oil, which is oil-based. And that will also act as a sealant to keep the moisture in the hair longer. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's quite interesting. I feel like that's also something that like, as black men, we're either not taught or like our fathers didn't know either. Like my dad didn't really know that like he had um he had he used to have this I don't know I don't know if you've ever seen it before it's this yellow bottle um inside is kind of like orange I don't know what it's called it's, I don't know if I'm trying to think of what it is but it was something that he used to use I think I don't know if it was I don't know if it was called sulfur eight or something like that oh yeah sulfur eight yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, <laughs> so my dad used to use yeah, that yeah that's um, proper old school yeah yeah <laughs> So I think I was just, but like, he never really taught me that like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do with your hair. But like, mm-hmm. I'm guessing no one really taught him, and especially emigrating from England, emigrating from Zimbabwe to England. Mm-hmm. He probably had to just try and find something for himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, that is that is true for a lot of men. And, and, and I think that part of it is that men haven't always 
taken that much interest in it or mm. I'll give you an example so say for example I'm cutting a client's hair and I might I might notice that his hair is particularly dry and I'll say oh bro like you, you know your hair is really dry usually, <laughs> usually, usually, usually they'll be like yeah I know I got dry hair like yeah they'll be like yeah bro I know my, my hair's mad dry I've just got dry hair yeah so a lot of guys just kind of just accepted this is just how my hair grows. My hair's mm. just my hair's just dry. That's just how it is. Rather than whereas whereas women are more knowledgeable about it, a woman might notice, oh, my hair's dry. What products can I use to soften it? Yeah. Men, men have just been like, it's just dry. It's just, just how it is. Just, it is what it is. And it is, is what it is. <laughs> but what the what the what the change, what the shift was, is that when the beards became popular mm. and men that was trying to grow a fuller beard and noticed that it was particularly patchy and it all particularly dry that's when men was more like hold on how do i get this to <laughs> to connect <laughs> to, to connect or how do i get this to do what i want it to do yeah you know I mean? true and that's what kind of raised the consciousness of now okay oh so i've got to be doing i've got a, um okay i've got a shampoo twice a week i've got a condition okay yeah. and then that's and then uh, as a result of that men are more same with their hair more conscious about oh Okay, I need so, to do this. Yeah, I need to do this. I need to do that. So it's more like an awakening, so to speak, mm. in in terms of grooming. I guess it's like knowledge is power as well. Like, yeah, you, like if you you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. and obviously we know we know how to go to the barbers, like because like it's just something that we do. And you come out the barber and you're feeling you're feeling fresh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but not no, but like at least now that there's stuff that we can do to like protect our hair as well because yeah. I definitely think it's something in which personally for me I feel like knowing how to take care of your hair is kind of like a self-care sort of sort of thing like you're kind of nourishing your yourself like yeah to a certain point if you know what I mean yeah yeah definitely like like if you if you look good you feel good mm. do you know what I mean and exactly. if you, like you take you take a bit of time to kind of just look after yourself and like you know yeah, <laughs> feeling yourself a little you feel, bit. You're like, feeling yeah, good. You feel good, and then you project that. So yeah, true. Yeah, and and yeah, like that that fresh out that feeling that you get when you're fresh out the barber shop, and you feel like yeah, like I need Rihanna's number. Now. <laughs> That's so true. Actually, <laughs> like, you, like that feeling, that feeling is what we want to create, like on a day to day. You know, like so when you're grooming, you feel like okay, I, I haven't got my shape up yet, but you know, but yeah, like, yeah, I can, yeah, I can do it. Good. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. get a snap. You know, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like especially like when maybe like you're going on a night out. Like if I was at uni, like I'd prepare myself for the night, do my hair, everything, do my beard, oil it up, and like I'd be ready. I'd be like, mate, I can conquer the world right now, yeah. and I'm yeah. looking great like yeah, yeah exactly um but i just wanted i just wanted to also ask you like in terms of when you guys were thinking about making products and kind of how that would impact um sort of young men like is it sort of what i'm trying to think of like because personally for me like i feel like growing up when you didn't have those sort of things and you were like surrounded by other people that could kind of do like cool things with their hair or like they know how to take care of their hair. I feel like for me, 
it not necessarily was a negative, but it was like, I don't know what to do with my hair. Like I, like I, mm. like mm. It, it doesn't bring a positive thing to me. Cause I'm like, what do I do with it? It's just there. It mm. just exists on top of my head. So like, mm. was there anything that you guys were kind of thinking when you were wanting to do this or? Um, uh, like, I, not, not consciously, mm. I wouldn't say consciously, but I can see that I can see how it has become relevant in that aspect as well. And yeah. I can see how, how, because we've got lots of young guys as well that are that like you just, exactly what you just said, like they want to know how to improve their hair or they might want to style it. And I think, especially nowadays as well, black men or young black men are way more experimental than with their hair. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, like on a larger scale, like way more experimental with different styles and different looks and stuff as well. And, you know, we've got Instagram to faith, um, thank for that as well and all mm. these things. So it wasn't a conscious thing at the time, but 100% I agree with you in that in, in terms that it, it does, it does definitely yeah. address that as well. And I think as well, something in which I kind of picked up on when I was thinking about our conversation, I was thinking about like, you know, like how, I don't know if you ever experienced it when you're a kid. Um, as you said, you grew up in South, you grew up in South London. So mm. I don't know how present it was, but did you ever kind of experience when boys weren't allowed to have a certain style at school or like, like I was told that like you couldn't have your hair lower than I couldn't have my hair lower than a certain point or I couldn't have it big and afro-y out because it looked unprofessional apparently mm. um I I didn't personally experience it yeah when I was um in the barbershop I experienced it because mm. I had a lot of um young guys that was like they can't and it was really they found it really frustrating because they couldn't the standard that they had was the standard for European hair yeah it makes sense if it was european hair but for the way that we commonly style our hair it wasn't making sense so for example like they couldn't have their hair lower than a two guard Mm. so and it's like so they could never feel like fresh fresh do you know what i mean yeah the hair always had to be at a certain length like you couldn't go past the two guard um so a lot, and then and 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 like you said, they couldn't go longer than a high top as well. So it's yeah, like it was very yeah. restricted in, in what they could have. They couldn't have any partings or anything like that. Um, yeah, so I've I've experienced it on on that front, and I've seen mm. it, it. It was um very frustrating for them, very frustrating, mm. and that's why they couldn't they couldn't wait for holidays. There was always no time for holidays because <laughs> yeah, that's that's like, I can get fresh, like I can get a good trim and have that feeling, you know, and have that feeling, yeah, and yeah. especially like. I think especially when I was younger as well, like I was like, I just want to have cool patterns in my hair. Like I just yeah. want to see yeah. like like if there's weight, like I remember I've got waves before or like like you got lines in your hair, like and I think it I think it has such a big effect on how a young boy like kind of grows up and like kind of relates with the world to a certain aspect. Yeah. Um, I think um I'll tell you one thing, when I was younger, I did try the waves. I tried, <laughs> you I tried. tried I tried when I was younger, like but you know, I I went about it completely. In hindsight, I went about it completely wrong because yeah. I think at the time, it's like okay, I've got this wave pomade. It says apply to hair. Put a damp towel on it. I should wake yeah. up with waves tomorrow. Like and then you <laughs> wake up and you're like, where are my waves? This don't work. <laughs> Whereas, obviously now, like I've I've you know I've discovered 
from um, you know working in the industry and, and mm. just having a much uh, more in-depth knowledge of how to develop waves that that's just um that's that's just that like entry level like really yeah that's like it takes to to get really really nice waves you've got to be brushing like yeah definitely you've got to be brushing like a madman you've got to be brushing at least 20 minutes a day you've got that's to be crazy brushing. yeah at least <laughs> at least 20 minutes a day if you want if you want good waves if you want proper waves yeah, yeah. you're not you're not going to just wake up with waves <laughs> I bet people wish just just as people wish they could wake up with like a proper full beard as well. Oh, yeah, um, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. But like, how do you like what like you know like we were talking about like why the boys weren't allowed it like what do you think that was down to like in terms of maybe like at a education level or like at a school level or um, I just think it's down to it's down to the the teachers or the or whoever's in charge making a blanket policy Mm. without taking um consideration into how different people groom yeah how people of different ethnicities commonly groom so i mean i can I don't want to say understand, but I can see where they're coming from in just taking a uniform approach. Yeah. But when you when you when you actually think about it, sometimes taking a uniform approach is actually negatively impacting some more than others. Yeah. So some things you need to find that balance between a uniform approach and favoritism. But I would say that the solution to that would be if they have people in in the room who are of our ethnicity yeah. helping to make those um, decisions Rules. who have an understanding of, okay, like it's, it's pretty common for a black person to, to go down to like not a number two, but like a 0.5. Like, a 0.5, you know, like, yeah. So that, it, so, that it, so that it looks neat on Afro hair and professional mm. on Afro hair. But if they don't have that knowledge in the room, they're just going to make a blanket statement based on what they know. Yeah, Based on all that they know. So it's a tricky one. I can see, I can see how it negatively impacts us and I can see what the solution is. Um, It's just where the schools want to do it. Yeah. It's just about getting to that point. Yeah. Just about getting to that point where we have more people in the room who are making these policies as well. That look like us. That have that have the the insight to mm. give because you don't know what you don't know, and yeah. it's difficult for teachers to take direction from the students. It has mm. to kind of come from a peer. Yeah. So I mean, even if there was some kind of, even if it reaches a point of conversation where it's like, okay. Because these these boys went to a primarily white school. Yeah. So that was why they, they, they just had this blanket policy. But it's like, okay, cool. We we have a primarily white school. Let's have a conference and talk with schools from other um, backgrounds, ethnic, ethnic backgrounds, and let's see what their policies are on this issue mm. so that we can make sure that we're catering to the students that we have that fit into that 
Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, is it? Like, I just look at things of just how solution, how do you solve issues? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's, I guess that's a also, that's a good way to look at it because as you, as you kind of said at the start, like you guys had aimed to go out looking for a solution for Afro hair and, um, and I think you need, I think, I think you need people that are really good at solution thinking. Um, yeah. because, like you know, like most people, most most things like need a solution. Like if you can find a solution to something and you can create it and you can sell it, then you know, mm-hmm. boom, you've got a you've got a product or you've got something. Yeah. Um, which is so important. Hundred percent. So yeah, no. Um, but one thing, so like one thing I wanted to, which I picked up on, you know, when you were talking about sort of like a growth mindset, um, mm-hmm. and that you want to create solutions for like for like skin and then black hairs and black beards have you guys got anything in terms of like your skin products are you think cooking something up (laughs) (laughs) or like what are you guys sort of thinking yeah so we we definitely we definitely are so we have our um skincare range that we're working on and that we are is is pretty much um ready to go Mm. and we're just doing you know like all of our safety assessments and yeah um we're ticking all of the boxes so that we can go to market with it. But um, we've got a skincare range that we're working on because another issue that many black men um, deal with is ingrown hair as well. Yeah. Um, uh, and again, that comes down to um, just the coiliness of the hair. And that's something that we 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 think we can address with our skincare range. Mm. So, and again, that we 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 want to address these issues but we also want a quality product, product. That, yeah. that you enjoy using, you know, like that you actually like, when you're using it, you're like this, I can feel this, can quality, feel like, this, this is good. Yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, we've been working on our skincare range for like over a year, mm. over a year we've been developing it and, and, and we're, um, we're at a point where we're really proud of it now. So yeah, fingers crossed it will be out this year. We're, we're aiming to get out in the second half of this year and have that have that mm. ready for you guys so yeah no that'd be good and i feel like especially skincare like obviously you've seen a lot with like sort of self-care and take care of yourself and stuff like that and i think skincare also helps in that because it's just a part of the whole package and like you you just do your face and everything else like you moisturize and like when you all when everything is feeling good and feeling fresh you you do put that out there mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. which i think is just i think it's needed because I feel like sometimes as men, we don't really do practice self-care. Like it's something which I feel like is becoming a lot bigger now, but isn't as like important, if you not important, but it's not as demonstrated, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as um, prioritized as it should be. Yeah, and I think yeah. it sh- definitely should be because it, it can also have just like a, a positive effect on like your mental health and things like that as well. It really does. It really does. It, I mean, yeah, it, there's there's certain times when, um, for me personally, I would say like there's certain times where it's, uh, you know that you've got something that you need to do, that you need to get mm. done, and you're just feeling like, oh, just not very motivated. And I found that, you know, when I just take a little time, look after myself, mm. like, you know, just put myself the... out and just look and feel good, I'm like, you know what? 
what is it? Let me, let's get this going, you know? Let, let's get this going. And I'm just, it just helps me to get, to just crack on. Yeah, it's like, it's just a like kind of a little added motivator, especially because we've been, like, obviously, like, we've been in lockdown in the UK. I mean, now we're coming out of it, thank God. But, like, even just being able to do something like that can just literally just boost your energy yeah. and revitalise yeah. you. It really does, it really does. Um, I wanted to ask also one thing in terms of like, so, you know, like when you guys are doing sort of like the three, three step process, like you've got the, you've got the shampoo, the conditioner, and then you've got the moisturizer, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Something which I asked you to think of, like, what sort like, have you got like a few songs in which you, like, in which you listen to, Um, or like, do you have a playlist that you pop on or? Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of music. So Mm. I've always got um, something playing. So when I'm, when I'm um, when I'm just getting ready, I'll have I'll have anything. It, it varies. It varies. Like at the moment, like at the moment, my tune is like that Bruno Mars tune. Yeah, yeah. that's a good song, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's my tune at the moment. Mm. Or anything by Masego. Masego is my guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Masego. He's like a, a neo soul. Artist. I'm Check trying to. I think I think I know who you're on. A, I think I know who you're on about. Um, he uh, and he plays the saxophone. He plays the saxophone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen yeah. his tiny desk? Yes. Uh yeah, yes. yeah. No, yeah. he yeah he is a, yeah. he is class actually. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. So anything, Masego, Bruno Mars, um, any any of that type of vibe, I'll I'll have that playing mm. or. You know, I might take it really old school with some Isley Brothers. Depends on, <laughs> depends on how I'm feeling. But when I'm when I'm when I'm working, mm. I will I will um I don't listen to anything that has words in it when I'm working. Oh, okay. So when I'm working, I'll only play like um like ambient music mm. or I really like chill hop. Chill pop, yeah. Chill hot. I really like chill hot. I really like um, lo-fi. A lot, um, a lot. That's become quite a, quite a thing recently as well. Yeah, lo-fi sort of beats, yeah, and they're good yeah, though as well. Yeah, lo-fi beats and chill hot. That's like when I'm working and I'm trying to stay in that zone. Mm. I'll have those on. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's yeah that's that's kind of where I am musically. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough. And like, I feel like if I'm ever doing work and like, I have to probably listen to like something instrumental or yeah. like lo-fi. Cause if I, if a song comes on, like I'll just know myself, I'll start singing and yeah. I'll just start dancing in my chair. And yeah. then it's, it's all over from that exactly. point. Exactly. That, that, that's, that's why I can't have words. Cause if it has words, I start, it sucks me in. Yeah. It sucks you in. And then you just have to just listen to the song. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's one of them ones. Um, so I wanted to just ask you a final question um, in sort of in terms of like the conversation that we've been having today um, and sort of the, and sort of like just just generally, I guess, um, I think I'm going to ask every guest. Well, I am going to ask every guest this, but if you think there's kind of like a if you think to the future or just think of now, like there's a young black boy kind of exploring their masculinity and kind of like figuring out what their authentic selves means. How do you think either this conversation that we've had or just something that you know personally, how do you think that can like add to an understanding of like black masculinity? Um, I think uh, one, that's a very good question. Um, I think that is important for young black men 
to see other black men being successful in a multitude of areas. Mm. So I think it's, you know, and I don't downplay anyone that is successful in sport, anyone that is successful in music. I think those are, like, we're good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we should continue to dominate it. But I think it's also just as important um, to see a black man who is a successful doctor, a black man Mm. who is, you know, a, a successful business owner, a black man who is a scientist. Like, I think it's just, it's important because when we see, when we see the image of white people, yeah, we see we see them in all. We see yeah. them as multifaceted. We mm. see them as both the the cop and the robber, the hero and the villain. Um, we see them in in all different dynamics. Yeah. Whereas when we see black people, we often see us in a stereotypical one dimensional. Where uh, yeah way, so I think that is very important. Just to just to to for a, a young black man to see black men in all different um uh as multifaceted in all different dynamics, so then they can choose one that relates to them, mm, yeah, and, and and they can choose one that relates to them without feeling like an outcast. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, no, that's good. Thing, and I, I think it is important, like. Because obviously, like, you just kind of see, like, you see LeBron James or you see, like, Mo Farah and, or you see artists that just kind of exist in that area. Um, yeah. But it is, like, I, I I can't think of any black scientist other than Neil deGrasse Tyson, but he's he's not really a scientist. I guess yeah, he's a scientist. I was, was going to say, he's, he's an um, astrophysicist. Yeah, so he's astrophysic. kind of like, he's the closest that we have. But I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, like, and, but... We need more of him. Yeah, yeah, we do need more yeah, him. We need more, we, need, we need more of him because that man is is special, man. <laughs> yeah, he is. Honestly, it's a bit upsetting that America gets to claim him because yeah. I'd love to claim him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's. I mean, yeah, it's. Yeah, we 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 need that. We need that. It's um. And I think they will. We will get more. And I I I just like we. I, I often hear like the trope of like I hear a lot of guys that see, you know, being a rapper as a way out. Mm. And and the only reason why we see that as a way out is because we've only seen that, or we've primarily seen that as an example of success. Yeah. So it's like, everyone wants to be successful. Like it's natural Mm. to want to be successful. in whatever way that you define success, everyone wants to wants to wants to achieve it. Um, but if we're only used to seeing one dynamic of what that means, then everyone's going to chase after that one thing. Yeah. And in reality, it's like everyone is just buying a lottery ticket because to be a successful rapper, yeah, you need talent, or to be a successful musician or footballer, yes, you need loads of talent. Mm. But it is the in terms of probability, is talent. You can be the most talented. I know some of the people who are the most talented people in the world, and no one's ever heard of them. Yeah. So, so there's also there's also like a lottery ticket aspect of it. Whereas, um, you know, becoming a uh, a doctor who earns, you know, hundred k a year or whatever, yeah. just earns a good a good salary is 
the, your your odds of achieving that is so much greater. It's yeah. so, do you know what I mean? Like the in terms of probability, the, the, the probability is so much greater. And you might not have 12 Rolls Royces, but you'll still be successful. You'll still be you know, successful, you yeah. You'll still be successful and, you know, live a great life. So I think it's important that we see images of loads of, one, different images of success, mm. and two, different dynamics of success in Black men. Yeah, and I feel like people need to, like, define what success means to them as well, because, like... You could just say, yeah, I just want to be successful. But like, what does that mean to you? Like, yeah. do you want to what be does, super rich or like... Yeah, what does that mean to you? Because one person can say, I want to be super rich. Another person can say, I just want to have a family and two kids and be there every day. And this, mm. do you know what I mean? And, and that is successful to me. So everyone has different ideas of success. So yeah. that's why we need different models, different versions to model off. Mm. Definitely. And I think I think that is important. Um, but yeah, no, thank you very much, Aaron, um, for coming on to the Black and Raw podcast. Um, it's been really good to talk to you and to hear just more about yourself and about by Aaron Wallace as well. Um, so, yeah. Thank you very much, man. I've enjoyed in a very good chat some very good good questions so yeah (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad i'm glad you i'm glad i uh, asked some good questions (laughs) um but yeah maybe we'll get maybe we'll get to do a part two or something like that again um which would be amazing yeah no worries all right man all right thank you all the best that was a really good conversation um i want to thank karen again for coming on to the black and raw podcast um, if you guys want to find out where to buy the products, um, you can go on buyaaronwallace.co.uk um, or you can go on Instagram and you can find them or you can go on ASOS as well. Like we talked about, he's um, partnered up with a lot of other companies as well to distribute his products. So yeah, go into ASOS um, and type in buy Aaron Wallace. Um, and I know like some people will go onto it um, and look at the price tag and be like, oh, I don't know if I want to pay that much for my hair care. Um, and I understand like for me, like as a student, like it's like it's not the most budget friendly thing. Um, but as he was saying, it's premium stuff, like it's premium quality. Um, and I couldn't highly, I couldn't more highly recommend it. Um, because it is a really it's really good and I've seen growth in my hair in my beard um, and it's and it is really good and there's not things out there for us Um, but if you're wanting to take care of your hair but you might not be able to afford it um, then just kind of look for ingredients which are sulfate free Um, you can get like black castor shampoo and stuff like that and conditioner and just really look at the ingredients um and yeah don't get ones with sulfate in and um i'm trying to think of anything else but yeah so yeah like i said i understand that might not be in everyone's price tag but if you can afford it um i highly recommend it um and aaron was really a really gracious guest um, and I really loved hearing just about his mindsets um, and seeing how he's spoken 
how his solution-focused brain worked. Um, so it was really great to have him and it was really great to talk. Um, if you guys loved this episode or liked this episode or more, if this episode brought value to you, um, I want you to share it. I want you to send it to your friends, send it to your boys, send it to someone you think needs to hear this conversation. Or maybe if anyone's in like the education sphere and they're also listening to this, maybe send it to someone making decisions um, about like haircuts and stuff like that in school and uniform and stuff like that. Because I think they should listen to this too. Um, but yeah, share it. Uh, leave a review if you guys liked it that would be amazing and if you guys want to get into contact with me um, email me at speak at blackandroll.co.uk or go onto Instagram or Twitter type in at blackandroll um, and yeah I don't think there's anything else I need to say to you guys I think that's everything so um, stay blessed have a good weekend and I'll speak to you soon.